Today on the podcast, Carrie and I talk about what it's really like to be a Canadian Disney addict and all of the challenges that go with living outside the U.S. but being addicted to Disney. Stay tuned for more. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I'm excited to say that I have my friend Carrie with me again. Hi, Carrie. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> this, is the, this is the first time that Carrie and I are recording in the same room. Waka, waka, waka. So we're both sitting side <laughs> by side, uh, which is different for us because we normally do this remotely. Um, but Carrie happened to be in the neighborhood, so we decided to just sit down and do it together. Yep. So thank you, Carrie, for being with me today. Um, Today, we thought we were going to talk about what it's like being a Canadian Disney addict and the struggles that we face as Canadians who who love Disney. Uh, But before we get started, did you uh, find that your online chats were a little quiet this week? (laughs) Yeah, just a little. There was a lot of silence in the universe. Like after, every, like people were preoccupied with something. You would think so, right? Like <laughs> it was like something came and took over their screens. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think Disney Plus was a big hit this week. Um, yeah, everybody was quiet. I think once um, they got their stuff done, they, they just watched Disney Plus and they weren't chatting and... Yeah. No one was saying hello or what's up or nothing. Nothing. Quiet. The only chats that were going on were what are you watching and what are you watching next and you have to watch have this. Have you watched this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the extent of the chats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was the same. Um, and I still haven't watched most of the stuff that I wanted to watch. No, me neither. No, but it's coming. It's coming. But that is sort of the first thing on, you know, when you think about being a Canadian Disney fan we we had a little bit of anxiousness about Disney Plus when they first announced it. Yep, for sure. Because we weren't even sure if we were going to get it, mm-hmm. when we were going to get it, the timing. Yep. Yeah, for sure. We didn't know what to expect. And I think we had fear. We Yeah, like we were <laughs> anxious. We had anxiety. <laughs> because know? we didn't know whether we were going to be part of the, the first rollout. Yep. And we were lucky we got it on the same day as the... As the people in the States. Yeah, I think that we, we really didn't expect it, right? Like, right. We, don't... we were anxious for, for a good reason, because we really <laughs> didn't think we were going to get to watch it when everybody else did. So. Exactly. And the people in the UK, they don't have it yet either. My cousin messaged me and said she was jealous because she, you know, she's anxious to get it as well. And nope, Nothing. doesn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of sad. That's one of the things when you don't when you don't live in the US and you're a Disney fan. That's hard. Yeah. It is. So that that kind of leads us. That was the first big one, obviously. Um, when they announce or release things like that, you never know what you're going to get in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if you think of the first thing, it's planning. Like, we can't just, we can't just show up. We don't get to, <laughs> we don't get to just drive there, you know, get in the car, drive for a couple hours and, and be there like, like a lot of people in Florida. For sure. Or even a couple of states away. Like, yeah. Maybe because we so desire to be that close 
uh, our threshold of how far we would drive is, is, is <laughs> it's is yeah. a longer amount than than you know if somebody lived like in North Florida they might be like heck no but like you yeah. know we're just hoping we were a couple states away and we'd be like yeah we'd go there all the time yeah well anything less than a twenty two hour drive because it's, it's really it's, it's like awesome. twenty two hours for mm-hmm. us yeah but I think I was talking you know our friend Katie when we were talking about it. She said that the fact that she's a few hours away still makes it feel special to go to. But she's but she's close enough that she could just go for the weekend or the night or whatever. Well, and what's a couple of hours? Like, we go, like... Well, you... I don't drive that far. But still, like, think about how many <laughs> people go to cottage country every single weekend. Yes. Here and would drive any, like, one and a half to two and a half yeah. hours just to get to their cottage every weekend. That's true, you know, when I think back, maybe that's what kind of put me totally off long drives. We used to, our cottage was two and a half hours away mm-hmm. from the city. So every Friday night, we'd get in the car, we'd spend two and a half hours driving up there, and then we'd turn around and drive home Sunday morning because my dad didn't want to drive in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to get home in time. That's so we what, had like Saturday at the cottage. That's why your driving threshold's 20 minutes. It is, it is. It's funny. Like Carrie and I live... She would say close. I would say no um, because of the driving. I just, uh, yeah, if it's more than 20 minutes, I just, I can't do it. I need to pack a lunch for the journey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be nice to be closer. Closer. And and for us, we can't, we're not that far of a flight away, like two, two and a half yeah. hours. But we don't always get great flight prices. So, yes. if we, we either... If you book at the last minute, it's either through the roof or it's cheap because maybe the season or whatever, but there's really never anything in between at the last minute. So yeah, we, it's not like we can just decide we're going to go next weekend. You know, we would well, we have to plan further I'd, in advance. Yeah, we have to plan further in advance or you just have to take what you can get. Yeah. Like if you happen to get like an 11 p or an 11 a.m. or whatever flight, um, one of those horrible flight times. It's not 11. There's the there's the 7 a.m., which is horrible because then you got to be the airport for 5. So you got to leave home at 4. Um, well, you have to leave home at 4 because you live in the big smoke. You live in the city. I have to leave way Yeah, earlier. you have to leave a lot earlier because, see, you live far. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people that will drive to Buffalo to get their flights. Yeah. It's... That's too far for me. Well, I think back in the old days when the dollar was at par and before the Buffalo airport, you know, or the airlines caught on, um, <laughs> it was cheap. Like you would fly, you would get $29 flights or $49 flights. That's insane. And if our dollar was at par. Like, like $49 you, flight, that's like the price of a good dinner. <laughs> right. So back in the day, you definitely get them. Wow. All the time. And now with our dollar and and I think you have to book right when the booking windows open for Southwest um, to get the good flights or else yeah. you pay higher. And then with the exchange rate um, and the time it takes to drive and all of that stuff, unless you live right next door to the border. Yeah, because it can be quite a drive. But it's it's very easy compared to flying out of Toronto, which is you have to arrive early and it's huge and it's busy and the the security lines like if you live next to the but border you talk about that like in toronto airports so, like it's really not that bad depends on when you go and if you don't really? like if you don't have nexus oh right yeah and you go okay. 
you know, yeah, certain that's times true. of the day that's true. are very yeah. busy. I forget so that. Because... when you go to Buffalo, like if you live beside the border, you cross the border and you do customs there. And then the Buffalo airport is tiny, like tiny, 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 Yeah, I've tiny, never tiny. been in it. Tiny. So you could eat, like I, back in the day when the, like what I was explaining before, when everything was cheap, 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 like you could easily be like... You pull in you into the Buffalo parking lot, which costs, the airport parking lot, which costs $8 a day to park. <laughs> and you pop your trunk and the the shuttle driver to bring you to the front is waiting for you. Like you go, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I'll, um, I'll wait for the next shuttle. And he's like, no, no, I'll wait for you. So he waits, you throw stuff in your trunk, you get on the, the shuttle bus and you are at your gate in 10 minutes. Wow. Like if there's not a big lineup in security, like 10 minutes from closing that trunk. Wow. To waiting for your plane. Like, That's... I've had that happen multiple times. So, for people that live close to the border... It's worth it's it, that ex- It's that just part the experience. Like, especially if you have anxiety over being at the airport and the lines and, and yeah. all of that stuff, right? Or you're worried about how long it's going to take. Um, yeah, if you live close to the border, then Buffalo. People choose it just for that purpose. Just for the because ease, it's of, ease. Right. Of, of dealing with the Buffalo airport versus the... But for us, like from here, from the city to the Buffalo airport, it would take me two, two and a half hours. So, you know, you tack that on. It's just, especially even in the winter, I don't want to come home to a massive snowstorm and then I've got to drive two and a half hours on a good day. <laughs> you know, with a snowstorm, it could be five hours. Um, to get home. So, you know, when I, when I'm leaving, I just, and I know it's over, I just want to be home. Yeah. And I just want to be home quick. And yeah, so the Buffalo airport, although one of these times I feel like I need to try it just to see this sign, but yeah, I, I've only flown one U.S. airline mm-hmm. and that was with you when we did our coast to coast. We flew, um, what was it? Delta. Delta. And they were really good. <laughs> We were so excited, yeah. But normally I just fly Air Canada oh, or WestJet. Um, but yeah. That, Southwest is awesome. I, um, yeah. We'll have to put that on your bucket list. We'll put that on my bucket list of something that How I have to do. How did we get do. to, now we got to get back onto the. I know. So we were talking I about the cheap, the flights. Um, but you were saying back in the day, that was when the dollar was good. Yes. So that is another huge issue for us is the dollar. The exchange rate, yes. The exchange rate is insane. Like, when you go into the bank to get U.S. dollars, I, I want to cry. If you say to them, you know, I want I want 200 U.S. dollars, and then they tell you what it's going to cost in Canadian, it's, it's painful. Yes, it is. It's painful. And when you see the price of things, so when I'm, but, I, and maybe that's the other problem. When I'm shopping in the States, and I'm buying things, and I'm looking at the price, I'm not thinking about the exchange rate. So I don't tack on 30% (laughs) until my bill arrives from the credit card company (laughs) and there's some exchange on there and I see what that is. Yeah. It's... Thank heavens or you wouldn't buy anything. (laughs) There'd be no t-shirts coming. Of course, yeah. So when you're buying down there and you're looking at the prices, it's kind of... You're tacking on for sure. 25 30 Mm percent and then if you're buying on a credit card like your canadian credit card with the exchange rate there they ding you pretty bad there yeah with your fee their fees or whatever yeah it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's a bit of a struggle so the exchange rate the dollar remember when it was at par Mm -hmm, i do that was the good old days even if it's almost at, like close to par, even if then it, it's yeah. not so bad, or ten percent, or yeah, whatever, fifteen. So I'll bad. take fifteen. I'll take that. Like, I'll, I'd probably take twenty. That'd yeah, be... <laughs> <laughs> but 
But then I see, you know, you see people online and they're watching the exchange rate and they're they're watching it so closely. And really, at the end of the day, they're stressing over the the point that it moves mm-hmm. and it equates to probably three dollars on their trip mm-hmm. because it's just sitting in that range and it's not really moving. Yeah. Yeah. And we and I think for us, for many Disney fans that go so often, like I I don't really worry about the exchange rate as much I think it's just no. sort of it is what it is now right like we're not going to stop going yeah like are, are you going to say no I can't go this year because the exchange rate you just save a little bit longer you figure out ways to yeah. cut things and yeah save a little bit extra money other ways you, yeah you find a way to make it work mm-hmm. stop buying that extra coffee or yeah well yeah Whatever Stop buying the extra t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but the shopping is so good. Oh, dear. Which is which is the other issue, right? The yeah. shopping. Like, we can't shop the way they do. Like, unless, you, if you live outside of the States, we we have to pay all this exorbitant money for, for shipping, for duty, for... And the exchange rate. And then the exchange rate on top. Mm-hmm. So it can end up costing you almost double sometimes right so if we see something that we really want to have and it's Mm -hmm. from the disney store or disney parks we're kind of in a pickle well yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're in a big pickle because wednesday as soon as we never qualify for those free shipping deals if anything the shipping if is shipping's a lot yeah like lots and lots yeah it's very expensive. It's not just ten dollars. <laughs> if it was ten dollars, it would be much better. Order a box of goods, ten dollars. No. Yeah, no, no, no. It never works out that way. And then, depending on how much it is, you could end up paying duty for it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what that duty is going to be until it gets here. Right. Which is another pain. So then you go to pick it up. They hold your your Disney merch ransom (laughs) at the post office. Until you pay your duty bill. Until you pay it. So some people get around that by ordering stuff and getting it shipped to across the border to like a pickup place. Like there's like P.O. boxes or Ship Llama and those kind of places, Mm -hmm. right? Where they will hold it for you until you drive across to get it. But then you got to drive like two and a half hours to go get it. Well, it depends if you're if you're handy to it, right? Like right. I wouldn't necessarily do that unless I was going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I wouldn't drive over for like a t-shirt that I wanted. Um, and uh, Yeah, and I guess that your proximity to the border would, would help with that too, right? If you Because closer. when we cross the border to do to pick up something you're only going for a couple of hours or the day and you would still have to claim that and maybe pay duty on it as well so it really depends on whether it's worth you making the trip yeah. across the border like you know you might as well make a day of it or make a girl's shopping weekend of it or something <laughs> to kind of get more bang to, for that buck right um because yeah if you just drive over and come back it's not it might not be it worth might not it. be and depending worth how it. much time like i'm two hours to the border one way and then two hours. You're more than two hours no, to the border. I'm two hours no to the border. No traffic on two hours. Oh my goodness. No, I'm at least two hours to the border. <laughs> and then other things we can do, people get personal shoppers. Like there's personal yes. shoppers in the parks. Yes. And I used one once. Um, actually, it was to order something off of the Disney store. They had these limited edition. It was like um, very limited edition t-shirts for if you had wings so that ride that i talk about um that i love from my childhood and they were releasing these t-shirts and of course they wouldn't ship to canada 
So I had a personal shopper in the States buy it and have it shipped to her. And then, you know, I paid all the fees and the taxes and all, you know, all of the conversion and blah, blah, blah. The shirt in the end ended up costing me probably $90 US. And what I didn't realize was that they were men's t-shirts. So for the size that I bought, it's more like a dress now. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. So after all of that, um, I've never worn the shirt. Never. No, because it's huge. Yeah, it's like I can't wear it. So, yeah. I think that shirt, you need to go find it right now and you need to give it to me. And I'm going to turn it into a pillow. Or I'm not going to turn it into a pillow. My mom oh. <laughs> is going to probably turn it into a pillow for you. See, you're so crafty. You could come up with these ideas. Well, I didn't know you never wore that shirt. I remember that shirt. Yeah, no, I've never worn it. It's in a drawer because I, how could I wear Where am I going to wear it? Well, one thing, though, like that I kind of want to mention about Disney and their merchandise, though. Like, back then, when uh, that was a few years ago, That right? was a few years ago, yeah. They were just starting to make those cool shirts. And yes. they were only available, like, by ordering and all that stuff, right? Like, so I remember when those shirts came out because yep. they were awesome. And they were, like, they we were hadn't incredible. seen anything like that. And so We'd every- never seen anything, like, throwback like that. And everybody was going crazy over them. And as a collector of Disney things, I find now... You know, one of our things we talk about is not being able to be there when cool things get mm-hmm. oh, get announced. And, you know, well, we can't help but if treats are announced, we miss the treats and we don't ever get to try them. But, you know, merchandise, limited edition merchandise <laughs> or, or, or special merchandise, like people go crazy and they buy it all up. Yes. Right? But Disney seems to do a fairly good job with putting out a lot of merchandise so mm-hmm. so when something's limited for example like those yes. cool funko pops that everybody likes like back in the old days they might have made a few thousand and now it seems like they're making tens of thousands oh yeah so, and the same for the, the clothes, i do like right? that like, funko pop though with the the skyline one you know i don't like the <laughs> well, funko pop but i really love one. that one so like there it's it's a lot easier like it used to be that something was gone and it would never come back or it would never come back for months and months and months like even if we go back to some of those like yeah. the, the Haunted Mansion Dooney. Remember that? Yes. When it came out and it was sold and we waited yep. months and months and months and, and we months. And looked everywhere. And looked everywhere for them. I, I find... ran to the Magic Kingdom one morning because somebody posted that they had them. Like, yeah. Well, and I think now they are... Oh, there's just, tons. They're, they've definitely managed their merchandise inventory. and their inventory <laughs> different. And, and in some cases, I think it's a little too much. Like, I really think that things... They take away the fun of things being limited, Um yeah, right. Like, but I I like the fact that they're not so limited because then we have a chance of getting them. I think that they need to make it so that when something is limited, that they don't let people buy ten of each. That's yes, the problem. That's a huge problem. So especially with something like those Funkos, right? Like people buy ten of them and then you're there ten days later and you can't get them. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I find they're making so many of them that you're there like six months later and they've made so many of them that they're still for sale. That they're so, still for like, sale. Like somewhere kind of in the middle, somewhere like, in the where middle. it's a little bit you know more well, fair to get your paws on them but not where well you you have a little bit like that's a that's a hard time not just for the merchandise but even the stuff that comes with our annual passes mm-hmm. so you said the same thing like as often as you're in Disneyland 
You have I'm yet. never there at the right time. <laughs> you never. Ever. And this year we thought for sure you were going to be there. We were going to be there and they were really, I think it was like, didn't we arrive like two days after or something yeah, like that? Yeah, to get them my annual pass holder magnet or yeah. whatever it was. And they were like, sorry, we just gave out the last one. And I was like, <laughs> what? Say what? Yeah, I know. I felt so bad for you because you're like, we're never there when these things come out. Oh, my and- big joke for me is that at Disneyland, the annual pass holder popcorn buckets. Yes. Like, I don't know how many, like, I've had an annual pass there for however many years now. And do you think one trip, you've I never got one, right? be there when there's an annual pass holder they have popcorn, some good bucket, popcorn buckets, or, though. Or, like, they had that, when we, right before we we went with Becky, they had, or no, maybe it was when I, when you and I went, because Becky asked for it, the annual pass holder yes. sippy cup thing the that they had. The sippy cup thing that she, yeah, no, no we didn't no get one. that. So, yeah, th- yeah, so yeah. you're never there at the right time. The only thing you've ever managed to get with your annual pass that they were giving out was the um, that poster you got for Jamie. It wasn't oh, yeah. even something you wanted. No. It, was a, it, it was a Marvel poster or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nothing for me. Nothing for you. So, and yeah, it's time, the same timing. Same thing for me with the Walt Disney World annual pass. I never seem to be there when they're releasing something. Or even, you know, the food and wine. You have to go so many times to get the, the cheese tray or cheese board <laughs> or whatever. You know, if you're not local, it makes it really difficult for to do that, right? Yeah. And to get those things. So it's very frustrating. Yeah, that's not necessarily a completely Canadian problem, but anybody no. that doesn't live. Yeah, it's it's not really Canadian. Anybody that doesn't live close by. Yeah. It's, that's, but we'll tack it on the Canadian. We'll like, say it's Canadian, yes. It's unfair. Yes. Although I think, I think the others are, like everybody else will be able to relate to some of this stuff because it really just isn't fair. Yeah. Um, one thing we, we talked about with the shopping is getting stuff shipped to Disney. That's one way we work to around. Your, oh yeah. To your resort. Yep. Yeah. You can get stuff shipped there. I've only, I've only ever done it once and it was those, remember those legging thingies? What are they called? LuLaRoe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really like them. But when you, when they're. When you're buying them from the States, same thing. By the time you pay for shipping, they cost a fortune. Yeah, $90 for your leggings. <laughs> right? So I had I had some. The girl that I bought them from was in Florida. So she shipped them to the resort for me. So that worked out well. But that's really the only thing I've ever had but shipped. But I think if you're, or- like, I've never, I've done it a few times. But if you're really organized, you can get a whole bunch of stuff. Like, not just Disney. Anything you want shipped, shipped to, from the shipped United to the States, resort. shipped to the, to the resort. Like anything, even things like our, we get dinged with duty and shipping costs so crazy that like even something small you see that's cute, like you want like something to add to your magic band or you want to add whatever it is. Like yeah. it, it, the item might cost like $2, but they want twelve fifty to ship it. Right. And it's, you can't, you can't justify it. You just can't. So then you think, well, like how as much, much do I as you want spend it. To, but, but spending more doesn't necessarily mean that the shipping cost is the same. Spending more sometimes means all of a sudden the shipping's $40. I know. A perfect example of crazy shipping is with our D23 membership. The When we, the as Canadians for a little while, we couldn't be members anymore. You couldn't be a member at and all. And then when they fixed it, because I was in this weird like membership limbo when all that happened. Um, then when they fixed it and I was like, woohoo, I can be a member again, the shipping's $50. 50. Five zero, $50. Wow. It used to be 30 you, But it's just for the magazines. Yeah, the ma- the magazine is what they ship you in the welcome gift. Um, but because we're international, wow. we pay $50 now. And and you think, I think the membership is like 90 maybe Yeah. So, so, and then so, half the, of, so those magazines are costing us probably $50 Canadian. <laughs> so if I didn't, if I didn't um, 
take advantage of the events, yeah. then I probably wouldn't be a D23 member. But it's the events that get you. Yeah, you get to, yeah. Yeah, it's the events that you want to go. Because I'm not even a, you know, don't revoke my Disney card, but I'm not even a, a D23 member because Becky is. Mm-hmm. So if we want to do the events, then she could, yeah, we just register together. Um, and she's not a big one for the magazine. So she always gives them to me. I don't know why she's the <laughs> member and I'm not, but those magazines are beautiful. The, they're, they're, they're gorgeous, <laughs> but they're very expensive. And back in the old, like in the old days when the magazine, when the membership started and those magazines were out, we would all like all of my Canadian friends, we would go down and we'd pick them up for each other. So like one of our shopping lists was like, Mm-hmm. Who needs a D23 magazine? And we would go around and like, you'd bring home four or five of them because, you know, it was you were there and you had to get one for this person, this person, this person. Yes. And then we were like, oh, enough's enough. And we all finally became members. <laughs> but back then, like, we still probably, I think the shipping was always 20 or $30. Yeah, there was, I, because I was a member, I think it was the first year I joined and then and then we just realized well, it was And I think for us, because we're collectors, like my friends are collectors, yes. we didn't want, we were missing magazines because we were going down and we couldn't find them. Like, we'd be asking them, where are these magazines? And we'd be running all over the place because I had to buy four of them. One for this mm-hmm. person, that person. And then we weren't getting them. So then the yeah being a member meant that we got them for sure, for sure. Even though we had to pay the $30 or whatever to ship them. But back then, the dollar was probably a par. Yeah. So then it like, was different then. we're going far enough You're back going that the far... dollar was very decent. So we were like, of course we're going to be yeah. members. Why of course. Not? But see, that's the other thing that we do, too, to, to kind of get around some of that is we have friends. Mm-hmm. Good Disney friends. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, between us, we have somebody that's usually in the park. You know, every few weeks we have somebody that's going down or going to be there that can pick stuff up. Now, small things. Like, I wouldn't... Well, I have asked for bigger things, but usually that's because people are driving. Like, when Amy brought back my mat, like, with the Dole Whip or whatever. But... You and that dang mat. I mat. love that mat. <laughs> I love that mat. Every morning it makes me smile when I'm go- when I'm leaving It's worth house. every penny. Yeah. But when you think about it, you know, we have friends that we're always asking to, to bring stuff home for us if something comes out and we're not going to be there or vice versa. But it's that's what we do. Yeah. We just trade it with our friends. Yeah. And we rep- and repay the favor when we're there. Right. Because, yeah, I have a group of friends that, that I know, like, yeah, you would buy whatever they wanted. Yeah. And then you're fitting in your, in your suitcase. Well, that's and the thing. And you know that they're going to do the same thing for you. But, you. but you have to fit it in your suitcase, which is, you know, usually... I don't know how, because you just, you and your carry-on, you really don't have room. So thankfully, most of your friends that are asking you to buy stuff are pin collectors. <laughs> so they're pins that you can fit in that case. And I can fit stuff in my case sometimes. Depends not, on. Not, I don't know. It's Whatever. it's a bit of a challenge. <laughs> but I mean, I have a bigger case, but mine's always full too. So it just depends what people are asking you to bring home. And hopefully it's not too heavy because, you know. Or if I know somebody wants something big, like at the expo, I checked a bag. I know. It I couldn't believe empty, it. It was almost empty, but I checked a bag because it I wasn't knew it, almost empty <laughs> because i knew i had to bring home stuff and yeah the stuff i brought home filled up and it, wasn't suitcase. it great having like a checked bag and it was all right it was, it was all right no it wasn't a pain it was fine mm. yeah i hadn't checked the bag since i think the 2015 <laughs> expo it was fun i check a bag every time like even if i'm going for four days or five days i check a bag i know because yeah. <laughs> that's how i roll okay uh, so, the, did we cover everything that, oh, you know the one thing that really 
bugs me about not being in... Wait, did, have we talked about t-shirts and shopping enough? <laughs> did we cover all of the t-shirts and shopping? I think we did. Okay, I, I think, think we, we covered did. all the aspects of our beefs with not being able to shop. Yeah, the shopping is... Shopping spend is our issue. money as easily as other people you know, may. Yeah, I know. And you really think that Disney would find a way to make it more easy for us to spend our money from here. Like, it's they make it so easy when you're in the parks to spend the money... But why haven't they figured out a way to make it easier for us to spend our money from home? I don't know. Hmm. I should write in. But maybe, maybe one day they'll figure out how to ship all of this stuff. Maybe they'll have like a depot or something in Canada. That would be smart. That would be awesome, right? You'd drive there. <laughs> oh, I'd drive there. That's for 45 sure. 45 minutes, no problem. No problem. They got t-shirts, I'm coming. <laughs> but the, the thing that drives, so we can't have. A Disney visa. Hmm. Like, Carrie, it drives me crazy every time I'm there in the parks and I see that little chase booth and the people and they say, hi, ma'am, would you like a Disney visa? And I say, yes, please. But I'm Canadian. Why can't you give me one? And yeah, I just want I just want a visa with a Disney character on it. And there's more than just the, it's got a character on it. There's perks to it. Well, so like you, you get Disney yeah, dollars so of some sort, I believe. Can you imagine the points that we would collect Ooh, if we had a Disney visa? Well, I think you could probably like apply them to your annual pass or things like that, I Whoa. think. I don't know uh, firsthand myself. No, because we're not, we're not eligible. Have them in the United States of America. <laughs> we're and just I think not eligible for these things. Maybe it's you not can fair. apply, like maybe you pay your DVC dues or something. Like, yeah, think about all the points. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I obviously, we collect, like, our air, air miles and those kind of points, your travel and... rewards. You know, my WestJet MasterCard, I love that. But can you imagine if I had a Disney visa? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I think we should all just write to the bank. Dear to Chase, Chase Bank. bank. Yeah, dear Chase Bank. <laughs> and then I think there's other cards in Canada that are Chase, or there used to be. I don't know, but none of them have Tinkerbell or Darth Vader on them. Like, no, can you why, imagine no, meaning walking why? into a store and be like, yeah, let me pay with my visa? They probably, like, ma'am, may I see some IDs? It's a real credit card. <laughs> right? It wouldn't it be so cool. But I think it's more like, is, is it, we can't have them because Chase is an American bank. Yeah. Or, like, that has to be what it's It about. has to be. It has to be about the banking system that it belongs to the visa, Disney right. visa. Yeah. Because really, but would they so not... frustrating. Like, a credit card company not trying to get people to sign up for their credit cards? I like, know. It doesn't make sense. There's got to be some weird thing about it, why we can't have it. Yeah. Maybe um, one day. Or maybe a Canadian bank will come out with... That's even better. Wouldn't maybe that be even better? Maybe that. I should, I should write in, dear CIBC. <laughs> <laughs> or dear RBC. Can you make sure that you get a, a credit card with Tinkerbell on it? That's all. Lisa. That's forget about the perks. You just want. That's you know. It would just. It would just be cool, right? <laughs> it shows you rock your Disney side on so many levels with your purse, you know your Alex and Annie's Apple Watch with the Mickey face, like everything. The only and then thing I that's just missing is a credit. The card. only thing that's missing is me pulling out that credit card to charge it. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Ay, I've, ay, ay. I know. I've, lo- <laughs> I've lost my mind, Carrie. Okay, so did we cover everything that makes it difficult being a Canadian Disney I, addict? I think we did. I think we did. I think we, I think we might have gone a long way to get there yeah. but, uh, in some <laughs> scenarios, but that's typical with our conversations, isn't it? Yeah. I hope it made sense. I think so. Well, I, I mean, it did for me, made but I'm sitting. Yeah, it made sense to us. So <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure people will let us know if it didn't make sense to them. Um, well, I think a lot of people will agree. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, hey, yes. And then the there's nothing you their... can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> you 
you're just going to have Stop to pay more. Stop complaining. You get to go often. That's right. That's yeah. A, yeah. And we are. We're very blessed. Very, we get to lucky. go. We get to go pretty often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, Carrie. So speaking of blessed and happiness, what has been your pixie dust this week that's made you happy? Well, of course, it's Disney Plus. Oh, like... shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but more so, like, it's the it's the fact that there's Muppets on Disney Plus. I watched the Muppet show though not the muppet show but the muppets the one that was on tv a a year or so ago the new half hour tv show and i was laughing so hard because it is absolutely hilarious and it's the best so i'm glad that there's uh some of the muppet movies not all of them i guess because of you know licensing things they're not all on there but that um that muppet show i hope people watch it and laugh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to turn me oh my goodness it is so funny um, I'm going to probably watch it over and over and over again. And I just love that it's there and hopefully people will watch it and there's supposed to be new Muppet stuff coming and that it just keeps the Muppets alive because. Oh, I'm, I think the Muppets are definitely an undervalued franchise. And I think, I think you can expect them to blow up on. I hope so. On Disney plus. Now, who are your favorite? Who's your favorite Muppet? I don't, I, well, Kermit's, I always say Kermit's my favorite Muppet, but Kermit's almost everybody's favorite Muppet. So Rolf is my favorite. He's the dog that plays the piano. Rolf. But but Carrie, you're a cat person. I know, but I think when I was younger, but like I, you're a cat person. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. There's really isn't. There's one. Is there a cat on the Muppets? <laughs> there is a cat Muppet. Um, the one with the weird hair. No, 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 no. It's like a weird, like scraggly cat Muppet that was in like the Muppet Show for like one <laughs> ep- one snippet of one episode. I'm trying to think of what its name was. It looks. It's all scraggly. It looks like if there could be a pirate-looking cat, it was it. He was all scraggly. That might have been his name, Scrappy or something. But um, there's but no... But Rolf is your favorite. Rolf is my favorite. And I think because I played the piano and he played the piano and he was funny, that's why I liked him. So I liked... I've always loved Rolf. I've always loved Kermit. And I love uh, the new Muppet, Walter. He's from the the, the new Muppet the movie new Muppets? they made. Um, but I, I always... Like if I watch this show, will I see Walter? Because I'm, I'm not placing Walter's No, face. he's from... When you watch the... Um, not when, his face. <laughs> <laughs> the Muppet movie that they made. Like the very first new Muppet movie they made a few years ago. Yeah. He's in it. It's like he's the, like he's he's the, the main character. He's the main character? Yeah. And one other Muppet that's not like Muppet Muppet that I... Like my very first... Not a Muppet Muppet? No, not, like not a, the Muppets Muppets, like the Muppet <laughs> Show Muppets, is uh, Grover. He's my, oh Grover, my gosh, I think. I love Grover. I think Grover is my first true Muppet love. Like I when love I was Grover. like five years old, yeah. I, I have a stuffed Grover at home. He doesn't look very much like Grover because he was well loved when I was a little one. <laughs> I had a cookie monster. Yeah. So I think I think Grover was my first true Muppet love. But um, if we're going to wow. talk about like the Muppet Show, it's... And we should, well, Kermit we should was do on, like a Kermit whole was podcast. On Sesame Street too. So yeah, Kermit so Kermit, was. And back then, oh my goodness, yeah. But Grover, oh, I loved him. Oh. But yeah, so Rolf, Kermit, and Walter. Walter. I gotta go now. Watch some some Muppet stuff on Disney. I'm gonna Plus. send you a picture of, of. Send me a picture of Walter yeah. because I, I'm trying. I can't place his face. He's awesome. He's funny. <laughs> he, Walter is sort of like he's a Muppet. But if we were, if like real people were a Muppet, then you're a Muppet fan, you'd be Walter. You gotta watch the movie. He's like the true, he's a Muppet fan, the Kermit's biggest fan, the biggest Muppet fan on earth, and he's a Muppet. And in the movie, <laughs> he doesn't know he's a Muppet. Like he grows he up with like regular people, and then he meets, he finally meets the Muppets, and he realizes he's one of them. Oh my gosh. But he's like, that's he hysterical. loves them. Like he's Kermit's number one fan. Oh. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why I think I like Walter so much. Aww. I could, I could uh, relate to him. You can relate to Walter. Yes. Enough Muppet Aww. talk. 
I feel silly talking about how much I love the Muppets sometimes. Oh, come so on. So what's, what's your pixie dust for the week? Oh, my pixie dust for the week. So I've decided I need to get a little bit healthier. And my sister Becky had like this old treadmill, still really good working condition that she wasn't using. So instead of buying one, I hired some movers to bring it over because there's no way I could have carried it. It's on her third floor of her house and I had to bring it to my third floor. Um, so I found these movers on a local Facebook group and they're called off duty movers and they're actually firemen off duty. Hmm. So, you know, firemen, I guess, work a few days on, few days off. So on their off days, these guys have a furniture moving company and they're local while well, they're local to Toronto. They do moves in Georgetown like they're, they do all over the place and they were so nice and so kind. Um, and yeah, like they moved it in no time. It was, it, it would have killed me trying like, to move they, it. They, do they specialize more in like those little one-off small jobs or no. will they actually like move your whole house? They'll move. So they, they were telling me the day before they'd done a whole house move. Mm, that's cool. But then they also do these kind of yeah, things where nice. it's like, like a one-off. Need, yeah. Like, like if you needed something like that moved or your piano moved or something. You yeah. Just, Cause yeah, sometimes you think, how the heck do you get something like that moved? Well, and it's funny because I had called a bunch, like some other movers as well, and it was astronomical what they wanted. And these guys, as soon as I reached out, he replied in like five minutes. He's like, "Yep, yeah, no problem. We can be there on Saturday." It was great. So highly recommend them. Um, Off-duty movers, and it's always fun to see, you know, to at least be able to support a small business in in your neighborhood. Yeah. And cool. Facebook groups are great for referring that and kind of stuff, out right? And all that stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, how would you know? Exactly. So, yeah, that was my pixie dust. Well, Carrie, it's been fun. <laughs> and it's been fun having you actually sitting beside me. I know. That's, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier, I think, to it's, chat. It's easier, but it's weird because I can, like, we don't normally see each other when we're talking. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Um, and there's no cats interrupting. Maybe we probably should. Maybe that's, yeah. Maybe I should come over and record instead of no cats scratching at the door to come mm -hmm. in or go out or meowing in the middle of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> well, Might be on to something here. Exactly. Or else I want to get a mic set up like this. It's like, I feel like I'm in the studio. Ooh <laughs> you should see it as a podcast set up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, it's okay. <laughs> it's pretty cool for some cats that have just done a few podcasts. I know. We're doing, you know, we're already on episode 16. Can you believe it? That's awesome. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, thank you again, Carrie, and we'll be doing it again soon, I'm sure. Yep. Ciao. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love it if you could rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews help tell Apple and Google and other places to recommend my podcast to other listeners. And if you have a friend or another fellow Disney fan that you think might get some enjoyment, I'd love if you could share the podcast with them. Thank you again so much for listening and joining me on this adventure. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>